Hello listener, thanks very much for tuning in to the Hand and Roar podcast. I'm the creator and host Andy Barge and I promise I'll stop going on about this soon, but just a quick heads up if you're not aware, my book Charting Scotland's Return to a Major Tournament is on sale now with Pitch Publishing. It's called A Nation Again and it's the inside story of our journey back to the Euros beginning with Gordon Strachan leaving and culminating with the shootout in Belgrade and it covers everything in between. I spoke to more than a dozen members of the squad and the staff to build this story using their memories and it's on sale now on Pitch's website and at places like Amazon, Waterstones and WH Smith etc so I hope if or when the time is right then you're happy to give it a go and reminisce about what was a pretty turbulent but ultimately successful era for the national team as we found our way back to a major tournament so thanks for listening and enjoy this episode It slightly favours the right footer here but Griffiths having got the goal goes again Welcome to the Hand and Roar podcast. It's the second semi-final of our Scotland quiz tournament. And alongside me are John Bleasdale and Gordon Sheer, two titans of the quarter-final stage. Big things expected of you both here. You'll be going through, one of you will be going through to the final to face someone you're not aware of yet because I had the other semi-final only two or three nights ago and I haven't uploaded it, I haven't told you who won it. So coming into this a bit blind, you don't know the the rounds that I've created for the semi-final either. So I'm very excited to see how you both continue on your good form from the quarterfinals. John, you were the one that kicked it all off with your win against Barry Anderson in the quarters, which kind of laid down a marker, but you're a bit more apprehensive for the semi. Yeah, well, Gordon raised the bar with his um, performance in the quarterfinal and Neil raised it even further. So um, I would ha- I would definitely say Gordon's the favourite right now. Gordon, what about you? Because it was an absolutely cracking semi that you had with a uh, quarter sorry that you had with Lewis. I think probably combined the most impressive over two uh, opponents. Yeah, it was it was very enjoyable. Like it was a, it was a great great challenge with 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 Lewis. You know, I think sometimes when you see great matches, seen great teams, they bring out the best in each other. And <laughs> um, I will say, if I can take people, if I can take listeners sort of behind the curtain into the WhatsApp group chat that we have for this uh, competition, that John is uh, a lot less chippy than he was in the group chat um, after his quarterfinal. Um, so yes, <laughs> I don't know if that speaks to your, your ebbing away of your confidence, John, but um, look, I think it's going to be great and I'm excited to see what you've got cooked up for us, Andy. Well, in the quarterfinals, the first round was the career paths round. I would run you through a list of clubs and you would have to tell me who um, the, interna- the Scotland international player was that represented them. Now this one, you're both going to be answering each question. So you're going to have to have your pen and your paper there because you're going to have to write down your answer so I know that there's no funny business. And it is a straight choice of two. 
who made their Scotland debut first? And you have to write down which one you think, and we'll reveal upon request. All right. So okay. it's kind of an amalgamation of, well, I suppose it kind of, with a nod to round two last time, which was the cap count. Um, I quite like that aspect, but that was getting a bit, the higher or lower was getting a bit worn, wasn't it? There was only so many more players we could do. So in this instance, there's five questions. You'll both be answering all of them and a point is available to both of you for each one. All right, so who made their Scotland debut first? Question one, round one. Grant Hanley or Charlie Mulgrew? That's a good one. Um... John, you scribbled that down quite quickly. Doesn't mean I've got it right. (laughs) Yep, I've got an answer. Okay. We'll come to you first, John. Reveal who you've written down. Charlie Mulgrew was quite late, so I wrote down Grant Hanley. Cheer. Yep, I too went for Grant Hanley because I, 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 even though obviously Mulgrew's a little bit older, I do remember Hanley of making his debut pretty young. So, yep, Hanley. That's a point for both of you. Well done. Grant Hanley made his debut against Wales in May 2011. Charlie Mulgrew made his debut against Slovenia in February 2012, so nine months after that. So off and running, point for each player. Question two, who made their Scotland debut first? Alan Hutton or Christoph Berra? Ready? Yep, got an answer. Okay, Gordon, you reveal your paper this time. Right, okay. Um, Again, another tough one, but I'm going to lean towards... I'm going to lean towards Alan Hutton simply being a Rangers player. You would think that would stand in his favour to make his debut earlier. Um, Yep, Hutton. You absolute conspiracy theorist. All right, John. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I've went out Hutton too. I, I don't think Berra even get called up until um, George Burley came in, by which time Alan Hutton had a few games under his belt and was the Scottish Capu by this point, or White Capu. Blue Capu. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you're both correct. It is Alan Hutton. Well done. Alan Hutton did play in the uh, qualifiers for Euro 2008. Christoph Berra didn't. So Alan Hutton made his debut against Austria in May 2007. Christoph Berra a year later against the Czech Republic. Point to both of you. Okay then. Question number three. Who made their Scotland debut first? Stephen Fletcher or Stephen Naismith? John, you are really running out the starters blocks with these answers you've got your chin rested on the back side of your palms right now Gordon's really thinking quite deeply yeah I think I've got it I've got an answer okay come to you then John I think it was Nate Smith again Fletcher didn't get his first cap till um, Burley came in my, I think Gordon Yep, I too have gone for Stephen Naismith. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly when, but I just, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Fletcher was capped at Hibs, so it would have been later than that. And yeah, Naismith. 
It's Naismith. Well done. Three from three for both you. Naismith made his debut against the Pharaohs in June 2007, which I think would have been the 2-0 game. Um, yes. Connor and Maloney. Yeah. And uh, Stephen Fletcher made his debut. Well done, John. Which I think was Burley's first game against Croatia in March 2008 at Hamden. 1-1. Yeah, and he was at Hibs at the time. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Shows why I know. <laughs> Gordon's only interested if they played for Rangers at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Only get the extra points for that, but obviously. <laughs> okay, question number four out of five in round one. Who made their Scotland debut first? Lee McCulloch or Paul Hartley? Okay, Shia, your call for this one. I have gone for. I've gone for Hartley. I've gone for Hartley because I, I, I just feel like he was more of a prominent player certainly Celtic Champions League and stuff and, I, and that was certainly I'm sure that must have predated when when McCulloch was involved with Scotland because McCulloch must have been when, like 2008 he scored that goal against Ukraine he must have been a Wigan at the time but uh, yeah Hartley was already obviously already well established by then John? Um, Paul Hartley's first cap was against um, Italy in 2005 in Milan, but I'm pretty certain McCulloch's first one was against Moldova in Betty Brooks' last game, so that's who I've gone with. Who's losing the point? That, John, you, you've absolutely smacked the nail right on the head. You've got both the games correct as well. McCulloch did play in Volk's last game against Moldova wow. October 2004. And then it was just a few months later for Hartley, Italy, March 2005. I think Lee McCulloch would have played for Wigan at that point. Mm. He, he, must have gone a, he would have gone a fair while, obviously, because he, he came in properly. He was more established in the Scotland squad around that 2008 mm. campaign. So, yeah. yeah. <sighs> there you go. Hartley would have been... He was been... at Rangers by the time um, he scored that goal against yeah. UK as well, would, would Hartley Would Hartley have been a Hearts player, 2005? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, Lee McCulloch... So that puts John 4-3 in front. Final one of the round. Who made their Scotland debut first? Scott Brown or Sean Maloney? Okay. This is my toughest one. Wait, wait my instinct. Okay, John, what's your instinct then? See, I know Brown made his debut against US team in 2005, but I can't remember if Maloney came off the bench before that um, in the previous game, so I know he was in the squad, but I'm just going to stick with Brown because that's the one I know. Okay, so John has gone for Scott Brown first. Gordon, what about you? Yeah, I too I too went for Brown. Part of me thought that I tried to Darren Brown it and second guess you as a quiz master because I thought Brown feels like the more obvious answer, so therefore should you go with Maloney, but I haven't. I've, I've, I've stuck with Brown. Well, you've both let that one slip. Sean Maloney's the right answer. Sean Maloney made his debut against Belarus in October 2005. And That's a forgettable game. <laughs> yep, Scott Brown made his debut against USA. You're correct, John. A month later, only a month later, uh, in November 2005. Can, do you remember the scores in either, either of them? <laughs> one each for the USA, and um, yeah, Belarus lost 1-0. That was a... A dreadful, dreadful performance. Was that at um, Hamden when we needed to win to kind of keep our chances alive? Yeah, and I th- it was Watersmith, God rest his soul, is um, 
his worst um, performance as Scotland manager because we went so defensive that game. We had Christian Dale in whole midfield in the game we had to win. And <laughs> what I remember about that game, um, quite certainly, is I think it was early in the set. It was absolutely peeing down the rain as it always does, but then this rainbow came right over Hamden. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird things we remember from these situations. So, look, a competitive and pretty impressive first round there. And John, you are in the lead 4 3. I do know, and you'll have to start thinking about this before you start. Yeah. Genetically, we're behind. With the last campaign, we were the second smallest, apart from Spain. So that means we have to pick a team tonight that kind of try and combat the height and strength. Even at that, we couldn't combat the height and strength at set place. So genetically, we have to work at things. I don't know. We get big women and men together. See what we can do. Um, but. It is a problem for us because we have to fight harder for every ball and jump high on anybody else because it's easier for these kind of guys. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On to round number two then. Now, I told the, the guys in the semi the other night, uh, Neil and Alan, this was my favourite one to put together, I think. So, round two, you won't be both answering the questions like round one. Neil, take your turns. I'm going to give you a, a team and then I'm going to list you five Scotland internationals. I want you to tell me which of the Scotland internationals did not play for that club. Or has not played for that club. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So we'll start with it, it doesn't matter who goes first here because I think they're all much of a muchness and you get five goes each. So we'll come to you first, John. You're at the top of my Zoom screen and you're winning. So which of these players has not played for Hull City? Sean Maloney, Danny Wilson, Stephen Kingsley. Tom Kearney and Liam Cooper. One of those Scotland internationals has not played for Hull. Which one is it? So it was Maloney, Danny Wilson, Stephen Kines, Liam Cooper, and who was the other one? Tom Kearney was the other one. Tom Kearney, of course. Yeah, I know he has. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Liam Cooper. That's wrong. Liam Cooper started his career at Hull. 
The correct answer is Danny Wilson. Danny Wilson didn't play for Hull. He had a few clubs down south, I think. I think he might have played for Bristol City, um, but he, he hasn't played for Hull. So, chance for you to draw level here, Gordon. Which of these Scotland internationals has not played for West Brom? Hmm. Derek McInnes, Scott Doby, Craig Beatty, Graham Alexander, Graham Dorans. Oh, goodness me. Right, okay. Um, BT and Dorans definitely have. Definitely. Um, Graham Alexander, I don't honestly know. He, I really only really associate him with, I'm sure he ended his career with Preston North End down south, and that was the, I think that's the team that I associate him most with down south. He must have had other clubs as well. Um, McInnes I genuinely I don't know a great deal about McInnes's playing career other than obviously <laughs> playing for Rangers <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Scott Doby as well oh Christ you can you can imagine it um, I'm sure John knows this one which is annoying because I, I I knew John's one so I bet John knows this one mm-hmm. Um I am going to go with Doby. That's the wrong answer. The correct answer is Graham Alexander, and John is nodding his head up there. So you would have got each other, so that's the way the cookie crumbles. So on to question three. John, which of these Scotland players has never played for Nottingham Forest? Chris Burke, Liam Palmer, Chris Commons, Scott Gemmell, Alan Hutton. Hutton had a loan spell. Gemmell played for Forest Moses' career. Commons was there before he went to Derby. Um, I know Chris Buck had some time in England. And the Palmer's obviously spent most of his career in England. Um, Well done. That's the right answer. Liam Palmer has spent his entire club career at Sheffield Wednesday, apart from one little loan spell at Tranmere Rovers. So, well done. Point on the board for John. Right, Gordon. Which of these Scotland internationals has never played for Kilmarnock? Mark Birchall. Alan McAnally. Stephen Pearson, Alan Johnston, and Stuart Finlay. Um, okay. Um, right. Finlay, obviously, yes. He was ca- he was at he was at Killy, I'm sure, when he was getting when he got capped by Steve Clark. Um, run, run me through the first four again. It's Mark Burchill. Yep. Alan McAnally. Yep. Stephen Pearson and yep. Alan Johnston. Okay, I am zeroing in on Stephen Pearson because I think he, sp- he spent most of his career down south with Derby and then you only, only really associate him with Motherwell up in Scotland. So, yeah, let's go Stephen Pearson. Well done. Correct answer. Right, on to your next one, John. Which of these Scotland internationals 
has never played for Blackburn Rovers. Dominic Matteo, Jay McEvely, Kevin Gallagher, Gary Teal, David Goodwillie. Hey, Gary Teal. Oh, well done, mate. Straight in. I think Darby as well, he played for a bit. He was Darby there, but... as well, yeah, I think, yeah. Gordon, which of these Scotland players has never played for Southampton? Neil McCann, Nigel Quaggi, John Spencer, Christian Daly, Graham Murty. <laughs> oh, wow. Bloody hell. Um, could you run me through them again, please? Yeah, sure. Neil McCann. Yep. Nigel Quasi. Yep. John Spencer. Christian Daly. Graham Murty. One of those Scotland internationals never played for Southampton. See, the problem is, right, that I'd, I'd be... <laughs> I'd be doing well to give you one team each of those guys played for. Um, I will go Rangers for... Christian. <laughs> I will go for Christian Daly. It's wrong. Christian Daly did play for Southampton. It was just yeah. a loan spell, but he did play for them. The right answer is John Spencer. He did not play for Southampton. Although he did play for Rangers, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Neil McCann, Christian Daly, and then their future manager, Graham Murty. So there's something yeah. in the water there. <laughs> um, okay, coming to you now. Uh, John, you have a 6-4 lead as we stand. Which of these players has never played for St Mirren? Anthony Ralston, Lawrence Shankland, Roy Aitken, Charlie Adam, Frank McIverney. Right, McAvenny rose to prominence in St. before he went to West Ham. Charlie Adams a loan spell. Roy can, if you read my book, um, played for St. <laughs> um Shankland had a spell at St. Man, so it's Anthony Ralston. That's correct, well done. Well done. I was wondering, because Ralston had a few of those sort of loan spells <laughs> when it looked like he was yeah. never going to break it into the Celt- break into the Celtic team, so I wonder if you might think maybe um, St. Man was one of them. Okay, uh, Gordon, it's 7-4, you kind of need a point. Um, Which of these Scotland internationals never played for Celtic? Malky Mackay, Stephen Craney, Craig Conway, Dylan McGeough, Stephen Presley. Craig Conway. That's correct, well done. It's a Celtic name though. I thought maybe you know it could be one of those and <laughs> um, that just kind of slots in the, the squad, the squad that the, the like the youth team that never made it of two thousand and nine or something. Um, okay, coming to you now, John. Which of these Scotland internationals never played for Rangers? Ross McCormick, Matt Elliott, Phil Bardsley, Gavin Ray, Andy Webster. Matt Elliott. Well done. No time wasted there. When did Phil Bardsley play for, play for Rangers? He had a loan spell. spell in 2006 and then fell out with um, Le Guin for making a tackle in training. Jeez. <laughs> well. That would, have tri- that would have tripped you up then, Gordon, eh? 
It, well, it would it would have because I was sure he was one of those guys who had never actually set foot in Scotland when he got called up. <laughs> he I really did. certainly never set foot in Scotland, really, from what I remember. Matt Ritchie as well. <laughs> right, last one of this round. It is currently eight five, so fairly close. Um, Gordon, which of these Scotland players has never played for Middlesbrough? <laughs> Evan Thompson. Yeah. Gary Mackay Stephen Barry Robson yep. Steve McManus yep. Jordan Rhodes uh, GMS Gary Mackay Stephen well done that's the right answer pretty, I'm pretty sure all the rest of them were signed by Gordon Tracking. <laughs> <laughs> guys this is a good standard so far 8-6 at the end of round 2 It was desperation time. Uh, Kenny Miller was really feeling the wrath of the fans. <clears throat> this is interesting, Malky, because we know what happens at the end of this little run. He scores a goal, but just listen to the fans on this when he actually gives the ball away, not just once, but twice. Yeah, um, it's, it's unfortunate. And, and, you know, that's one of the few occasions in the evening where the, the Scotland fans did vent their frustration because, to be fair, right to the 97th minute, they were, they were real behind the team. But... Um, as strikers will tell you, you know, one minute they're, they're miskicking something, the next minute it's in the top corner, they're a hero. Um, they get the ball in here. Barry Robson again does great on the, the left-hand side. Not a great header, but I'll tell you what, on his left foot, it's a, it's a great finish on target from there. Good standard here, guys. Now, at 8-6 after two rounds, um, I told you that this semi-final would have different uh, rounds from the quarters, but I had to keep one in. I had to keep the lineup round in. It's my favourite one. <laughs> so you know the rules. You have to give me a Scotland or opposition player that started this game. If you name a sub, whether they got on the pitch or not, you'll have to guess again. If you name another sub straight after that, then you'll lose a life. If you name a player that wasn't involved at all, you will lose a life. You get two lives, last man standing wins, okay? Now, the game in question here, Gordon, you predicted that in the quarterfinal, you against Lewis, that I would do Scotland 2, England 2. Yep. You any ideas what I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, no, actually, no. Um, really not sure. Um, I wondered if you might try and pick one that was maybe somewhere between John and I's generations somewhere so we could have a foot in both camps I, I on, honestly don't know I, I had this the, the weirdest feeling in my waters about the last one but no, no nothing here so intrigued to see what you pull out of the hat okay well it is from 2010 Scotland 2 Spain 3 okay now John, you got to start the last round, so I guess we'll start with Gordon this time. He's losing 8-6, so write down your teams as as you go along. Um, try and keep it in some sort of order and formation so that you don't lose your way. Gordon, a Scotland player or a Spanish player, please, to start. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, Stephen McManus. Correct. Iker Casillas. Correct. Uh, Kenny Miller. Correct. 
Um, Charlie Adam. Bench. Um, Dan Fletcher. Correct. A life uh, spared. <laughs> uh, Stephen Naismith. Correct. David Weir. Correct. Okay, uh, Alan Hutton. That's a lost life, Gordon. <gasps> no. Oh, I know who played. And I think you might have opened the door for John with that. Um, is it my turn now? Yep. Alan McGregor. Yep. Uh, Stephen Naismith. It's been said already, but um, has it? Oh God, sorry. Yeah, but I've, you know, I won't. I didn't make any rules about that, so just go again. Apologies, apologies. Um, Gerard Piquet. Yes. Carlos Puyol. Yes. Uh, Iniesta. Yes. Javi. Bench. Really? Um, Sergio Ramos. Yep. That's two important recoveries you've made, John. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Busquets. Yes. Dan Fletcher. You've said that already? Oh, come on. Um, Take a life. Um, <laughs> David Villa. Yes. Next time, no, we're, we're, we're quite deep into the game now, so next time somebody says a player that's already been said, I will take a life. Now that you've cancelled um, each other out on that front. That's fair. Okay. Um, this was 2010. Um, uh, oh, um, Stephen Whitaker. Yes. Who got sent off that game? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Four Scotland players to go, and four Spaniards to go. Phil Babsley. Yes. I was saving that own goal that Gordon gave in. What a game. Might have played it too long. What a game to be involved in. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm remembering back to the goals. I'm trying to see them in my mind's eye. What happened? Um, and I think for the own goal that PK scored, I'm sure, I think Fletcher was involved. I think James Morrison was involved in that goal as well. James Morrison? Yes. Two Lee Scotland McCulloch. players remain. Lee McCulloch, did you say, John? Yep. Correct, well done. One Scotland player remains. <sighs> um, and how many Spanish players? Four. Four, right, okay. Um... Mm-hmm. 
You have named all but... Uh, sorry, you have only named one of seven players on the Scotland bench if you need a wee bit of respite. Yeah. Um, Scott Brown? Not involved, Gordon. And with that, the lineup round ends. Shit. So, the Scotland player you were looking for was Graham Dorans. I didn't know that, to be honest. A um, for Scotland. I've got, I've got, I know it doesn't matter, but um, I've, I think I've got three of the Spanish ones. Juan Captavilla was one. Left back, for sure, yeah. Yeah, because this was just before Alba broke through. David Silva, did he play? Yes, he did. And did Fabregas play? No, he wasn't even on the bench either. Fabregas must have been injured. The other two Spaniards were Xabi Alonso and Santi Cazorla. Uh, the bench course. bench players... It was Llorente came on and scored the winner. Yeah, that's right. They came off the bench, so... Um, the Scotland players on the bench, Gordon, Caldwell, Berra, Stephen Fletcher, Jamie Mackey, Sean Maloney and Charlie Adam, who was said by John. The Spanish players on the bench... Victor Valdez, Nacho Monreal, Alvaro Arbeloa, Carlos Marchena, Xavi, Fernando Llorente, and Bruno. Who is Bruno? <laughs> we don't talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruno. Um, I didn't Google him or anything. Um, but yeah, he's there on the bench as well. So uh, you take the two points, John. And that means that ahead of round four, you are in the leads 10 6. Okay, into round number four. This is a new one as well for you. What I want you to do is fill in the blanks. So I will read five Scotland score lines and somewhere in that five will be a blank and I want you to tell me what it was, all right? And I'm trying to think what I did for the semi the other night. Did I alternate or did... Both of the oh no, they both had a go at it. That's right. You, so you'll both get the chance to answer each question. So again, get your uh, pen and paper handy. Okay. So complete the sequence of results. Scotland two, Albania nil. Israel two, Scotland one. Blank. Albania nil, Scotland four. Scotland three. Israel too. So what happened in the middle of all that? Oh no. I'm okay to shout it out? Or uh, no, wait, wait, sorry, we'll be revealing at the same time. So you, you'll okay. both get the chance to uh, to answer these. Can you read those through again, please? Yep, Scotland 2, Albania 0. Israel 2, Scotland 1. Blank. 
Albania nil, Scotland four, Scotland three, Israel two. Now I know I know that a, a lot of Scotland games in in our life can it's maybe hard to distinguish exact time frames, but you you both definitely have the minerals here to identify when these games happened. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. No, 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 no. I like I, I know I like I I know I know exactly the time period that we're talking about. It's just I can't place another match in that period because like obviously John like John you've got this written down don't you yeah you you have this answer right so I'm not, to be I'm fair, not I think not. John I think John might have very recently read about this in a book <laughs> somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah damn it because that so that is Alex McLeish's Nations League campaign where we were in the three, the First Nations League campaign, where we were in the three-team group with Albania and Israel. We played both of them home and away. So there must have been a friendly game in the middle. And I cannot for the life of me remember what friendly game it was. Because it wouldn't have been, it couldn't, it couldn't have been qualifiers because the qualifiers hadn't started at that point for Euro 2020 um oh god um this is going to be those ones one of those ones that's really going to annoy me um <sighs> honestly I just I need the I need uh, just to be clear I need the opposition and the, the result and the yeah yeah yeah, fair enough. Um, After pressure, Gordon, we can't sit around yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, okay, right. Do you know what? <sighs> okay, I think I've, I've written down something. I've written down something. Okay, well, you tell us what you've written down first thing, because I'm pretty sure John's <laughs> got it right. Yeah, okay. Um, was it a 1-0 win against Hungary? It wasn't. What do you think it was, John? Scotland 1, Portugal 3. Yes. Well done. And I think I do actually now, make a joke yeah. in a nation again about how forgettable that game is. Yeah, um, although I think it's Stephen Naismith scored. I know that. I'm not giving you a point for that, Gordon. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> right, okay, so yep. John motors on. That is 11 6, but plenty still to play for, especially with the specialist subject round to come at the end. Okay, so question number two Complete the sequence of results Scotland 1, Estonia 0. Scotland 1, Wales 2. Serbia 2 Scotland 0 Blank England 3 Scotland 2 Yep, got it Yep, likewise Okay, John, you go first this time uh, Croatia 0, Scotland 1 Gordon Yep, same Well done, and that is the start of Gordon Strachan's reign When we went to Croatia and pulled off a magnificent when they were fourth in the world at that point I think um, so yeah big win Robert Snodgrass's goal question number three 
Complete the sequence of results. Scotland nil, Croatia nil. Belgium two, Scotland nil. Scotland two, Latvia one. Blank. Scotland one, Nigeria two. Sadly, I know this. <laughs> um, right, run it, run it back again, please. Scotland nil, Croatia nil. Yep. Belgium two, Scotland nil. Scotland two, Latvia one. Blank. Scotland one, Nigeria two. Okay, I'm through. Okay. Right, sorry, sorry, do, 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 do you want me to go first? If you've got an answer, go for it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, well, I think so. So I am I'm sure this is World Cup 2002 qualifying. And we fucked it at the end by drawing two each against Belgium, which I think was the last game. And then that Nigeria game sounds like it would have been a friendly at the end of a campaign. So yeah, Scotland 2, Belgium 2. That's what I'm going with. You're along the right lines, but it's not right. John, do you want to fill in the blank? Yeah, um, because the 2002 qualifying ended with that forgettable 2-1 win over Latvia. And Betty votes came in. First game, France 5, Scotland 0. That's correct. Absolutely correct. Betty votes first game at the end of that campaign. So, John, that's uh, your 100% record in this round kept up. On to number four. Complete the sequence of results. Scotland 1, Croatia 1, Czech Republic 3, Scotland 1, Scotland 0, Northern Ireland 0, blank, Iceland 1, Scotland 2. Could we have those again, please, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Write them down, Gordon. My pen is my pen is I need to get my pen. My pen is failing me here. Um go for it again. Scotland one, Croatia yep. one. Yeah. Czech Republic three, Scotland one. Scotland nil, Northern Ireland nil. Blank. Iceland one, Scotland two. And John seemed to be quite fast out the blocks there as well. Hmm. Okay. Um. Uh. Right. Okay, I've got an answer. Okay, John, your turn to reveal first. Um, was it Macedonia 1, Scotland 0? Gordon, what do you have? Macedonia 1, Scotland 0. Yes, well done, fellas. That's correct. It was George Burley's <laughs> first competitive game in charge of Scotland. Yep. Okay, to round off round number four. Complete the sequence of results. Blank. 
France nil, Scotland one. Scotland three, Ukraine one. Georgia two, Scotland nil. Scotland one, Italy two. One more time, Andy. The, 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 the first game there was France nil, Scotland one. First game is blank, 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 and then yeah, yeah. For, yeah and the so first game after the blank was France nil, Scotland one. Yeah, so blank. Okay. France nil, Scotland one. Scotland three, Ukraine one. Georgia two, Scotland nil. Scotland yeah. one, Italy cool. two. Got it. Okay, Gordon, what do you have? Uh, Scotland three, Lithuania one. John. Snap. Yeah, that's correct. It is Scotland 3, Lithuania 1. That is the end of the Euro 2008 qualifying campaign. So the gap between you now, heading into the specialist subject round, if my maths is correct, is 15-9. That's a 100% record for John in round number four. And Gordon, you scored three out of five there. Decent Effort, mind you, just your opponent is on it. So, heading into the specialist subject, John has a pretty healthy lead. Scotland, as we know, have had trouble in the Faroe Islands on the last two occasions that they've played them, but they are better now. This is what happened when they met this time around. Match commentators, former Scotland winger David Provin and Bill Leslie. No promos, can't be asked. That's it. See ya. Come on. Yeah, see ya. Daft little ground, silly game. Fuck off. Okay, this is where things can change. It's the opportunity to steal your opponent's point should they fail to get their own answer. Okay, so you've each picked a Scotland player for your specialist subject in the quarterfinals it was more of an era or a manager's tenure but now it's players only John you selected John Collins and Gordon you've selected John McGinn now you are trailing Gordon so we'll come to you first if you fail to get this right John will have the opportunity to Take two points from you if he answers it correctly. Gordon, question number one for you. R.E. John McGinn. Final round of the quiz. How many caps does John McGinn have? Um, Give or take one or two? (laughs) Uh, No, because it's a specialist subject. (laughs) Um, Okay. I oh Christ he definitely got his 50 very recently so uh, 53 passes to John fuck <laughs> I'll be honest I wrote 53 down too um, so I'm going to go 52 <laughs> yeah 52 well done <sighs> see I thought he'd won his 50th against Ukraine but it must have been the Ireland game uh, or did he miss a game I think he did he captain us against Ireland? Was Robertson injured? Because I think Greg Taylor played. And yeah, I think he, he captained, he, I think us, he captained us. 
I think he captained us against Ireland and that was quite apt because it was his 50th I'm sure that's <clears> the case um, but yeah no his source is SFA website so yeah uh, 52 caps for John McGinn and the two points go to John so John in the quarterfinals your specialist subject was Scotland at Euro 92 which came in quite handy for you you are a published author on that very subject uh, but you have chosen John Collins as your specialist player here's question number one for you John Collins scored his first Scotland goal against Saudi Arabia who was his second against it was against Bulgaria in Euro 92 qualifying yeah that's right well done Gordon you might need to get a pen that works for this one because uh, I'm not sure how you'll be able to formulise this in your head um, right okay give me two seconds then <laughs> <wait. laughs> see you getting a pen <laughs> ah you should have done it ten minutes ago <laughs> right I have options okay. Gordon, in Scotland's last 10 games, going back to Scotland 1, Poland 1, how many goals has John McGinn scored? Okay. Right, our last 10 games, right? So going back to Scotland 1, Poland 1, as in inclusive of that, well, actually, it doesn't matter because they didn't score in that game, so that's fine. Um, so our next game after that was Austria, which he did score in. Uh, I think only one, so one there. Um, then obviously we had the Ukraine playoff game, which he didn't score in. Then we've got six. Nations League games, um, obviously, uh, like, let's do the home games first and the away games. So, home against Ukraine, he scored one in. Against Ireland, he didn't score in. And against Armenia, he didn't score a home because it was just Anthony Wilson scored that so that's just one more goal in the home games and then in the away games Ukraine we didn't score in Ireland we didn't score in uh-huh. uh, Albania no, Armenia even sorry Armenia we scored four and he definitely scored one and then in the friendly against Turkey he scored so that's six Nations League games playoff against Ukraine uh the, po- the Poland game at the Austria, Poland game against is, Turkey. The Poland game is inclusive. That inclusive case. in that ten. In that ten. Okay, so one, two, three, four, four goals. Well done. Well thought cool. out. That's correct. Four goals for John again. Hold that for just one point. Okay. Um, back to you, John. What age was John Collins when he made his debut for Scotland against Saudi Arabia? Jesus. Um, I knew you were going to throw some, some curveball. This is one I wasn't expecting. Um, um, 
21. That passes to Gordon. Right, okay. Um, Twenty-two. No <sighs> opportunity wasted. The answer is twenty. He turned twenty just two and a half weeks before the game, so fairly young uh, international. I was trying to work out how old he was at France Eight, and for some reason I had that went mad. I should. <clears throat> so we swing doors open potentially there. <laughs> Okay, um, Gordon, I will accept this in either years and months or months, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, I won't bother with the, the days. Um, after making his debut, how long did it take John McGinn to score his first goal for Scotland? Um, I think you. I think you know when he made his debut was. I know. And yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know exactly when he when he made his debut. He made his debut in a friendly at hand, and and again, now I don't want to say too much because I don't want to pass it over. To <laughs> um, I don't want to do John's homework for him. Um, right. Okay. I think I'm going to say four years and two months. Passes to John. Um, if my maths working out is correct. I'm pretty sure he made his debut against Denmark in 2016, March 2016. Scored against um, Russia in September 2019. That is three years and five months. Well done. That's a really good steal. Well done. As John uh, Gordon, what were you thinking there? Um, I, I, I thought I thought that Denmark game was 2015, not 2016. And again, I thought it was second half of the year. Not, I, I would, I'm surprised to learn that it was March. I would not have placed it there because I remember it being dark. So I thought it was. I, I had it pegged as later in the year. I thought it was like a September October game because I knew obviously the Russia game. I could place the Russia game perfectly, but it was just exactly when that Denmark game was. So yeah, it was like six months out. So John has stolen one of your answers again. Well done, John. And now we come to your third question. John Collins' final international goal came in which stadium? It came at Ibrox. Yep, simple as that. Well done. I'm going to have to start regulating your choices for specialist subjects, I think. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Gordon. John McGinn says playing with his brother Paul for Scotland is the most special moment of his international career. In which game did that happen? That happened in the World Cup qualifier for 2022 away against Austria. Yeah, it did. Well done. I think uh, Paul McGinn came on for about 10 minutes, maybe. Was it even? Yeah. 10 minutes? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, a couple of minutes at the end, yeah. yeah. Okay. John, your namesake Collins scored 12 goals for Scotland 
how many of them were scored at Hamden? One, three, five, or seven? Hmm, that's a little bit working. Um, he scored against Bulgaria, as we talked about. He scored twice against the Hales in Euro qualifying for 96. Um, and I think that was it, one of the goals that he scored in that campaign at Hamden, because the rest were away from home. Um, and we obviously were away from Hamden again. Yeah, two campaigns away from London. So, three. Yeah, well done. That's correct. It's three, and it's uh, those ones I've identified correctly. Double against the Pharaohs and one against Bulgaria. Again, seamless, really, through this round for you, John. Uh, your last one of the quiz, Gordon, um, taking inspiration from round number two. Which of these Scotland players has not been a teammate of John McGinn at club level Kenny McLean Chris Commons Lewis Morgan Mark McNulty Alan Hutton Hmm Wow Okay Um, It's a good one uh, right. McLean would definitely have been at St Mirren, surely, when McGinn was coming through. Um, McNulty definitely at Hebs. So that's two ruled out. Um, I've got to say, I'm surprised to learn that. I'm surprised to learn that McGinn would have crossed over with either Hutton or Commons. I can't place where either of those crossovers would have happened, to be honest. Oh, no, no Chris Commons. Chris, Chris Commons had a spell of Hibs. Okay, let's rule out Chris Commons. Um, which leaves us with Hutton and who's the fifth one? Uh, Lewis Morgan. Lewis Morgan um, again I'm sure Lewis Morgan had a spell at Hibs as well um, yeah we'll, let's go for Hutton Alan Hutton is not correct so that passes to Whoa. John right um, I actually think it's one that Gordon ruled out because oh, I'm pretty sure that McNulty um, came after McGinn had left for Aston Villa. Um, I could be making an arse myself and getting this wrong, but I think it's Mark McNulty. Okay, let me run you through the options here. Kenny McLean played for St Mirren at the same time as John McGinn. So did Lewis Morgan, who would have been a youngster at that point as well. Mm. Alan Hutton was still at Villa when John McGinn wow. signed. So it's, Chris, it's either Chris Commons or Mark McNulty. And it is Mark McNulty. That's the correct answer. He signed for Hibs after John McGinn had left. Chris Commons had a very brief loan spell at Hibs when John McGinn was there. So that's another two points for Bleasdale. And similar question goes to you, John, to finish. 
Which of these Scotland players has not been a teammate of John Collins at club level? Don Hutchison, Billy McKinley, David Weir, Andy Gorham, Richard Goff. Right, so we played with Don Hutchison, David Weir, Andy Gorham, all at Everton, and Richard Goff had a speech spell at Everton as well, and the pressure comes was still there before we went to film, so I think it's Billy McKinley. It is Billy McKinley, well done, finishes with a flourish. Billy McKinley did play for Fulham, but only after John Collins had left. Uh, Andy Gorham was his teammate at Hibs, though. Um, that's right, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rather than Everton but yeah that's um, an exemplary display of knowledge from you there John about John Collins and that takes the final scores to a landslide in the end I'm afraid Mr Sheehock the final score is 25-12 to John Bleasdale who sails on through to the final and if you tune into the other semi which will be made public before yours you'll find out who you're playing so John well done mate that was cracking I think uh, Gordon I don't actually think that you performed really that badly just you came up against a strong opponent yeah absolutely yeah I think look yeah certainly a couple of moments that just um, swing it I mean yeah the the, the, the lineup round makes a difference and then obviously the uh, John taking a couple of uh, to be honest I, I, I thought that might happen with um, obviously John having uh, lived through both John Collins' eras and John McGinn's eras, for as I obviously uh, had less of a knowledge on John Collins, not that he was going to give me any scraps anyway, but yes, I uh, always knew yeah. that there was a the chance of him picking up some of my questions if I let him, and I opened the door to him, and he swanned right through. So, congratulations, John. Absolutely fantastic uh, performance. Unmatched on that one. John, are you going to get rid of this needless apprehension now before quizzes? That's before the quarters and the semis. You've <laughs> displayed some sort of worry but you've kind of swatted that aside I just don't like um, getting ahead of myself because you just don't know what's going to come up what you're going to throw up um, but yeah it was um, but no I'm pleased to win although I don't think your listeners will be too pleased because they'd have been um, hoping that Gordon being the Hamden no regular getting through so sorry to disappoint your listeners no, I don't know about that I don't know about that I get, I get plenty of people commenting about Gordon in my DMs <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no, uh, great stuff guys thanks very much for coming on and congratulations John commiserations Gordon and maybe next time when we run this quiz again next year next year good stuff thank you guys thank you